Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can in turn inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in his name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and we have a special treat for many of you today. We're going to talk a lot about both running and walking today. This podcast is for the back of the packer. And who better to join me to talk about the back of the packer than the one and only Gay Coker? Because she is the biggest fan of the back of the packer, right? Absolutely. Hey, Dean, how are you today? I'm good. So good to see you. It is great to be here. I'm really excited about the things we're going to share today. And um, I don't know if you know this, but there have been a number of requests for you to be on the podcast again. I'm so humbled. Yeah. Uh, This is so exciting for me uh, (coughs) since we do have so many walkers and even runners who consider themselves slow like me. You know, um, I know very well... uh, that I never tried to be fast. I was never a, a considered really hard trying. I get so much motivation uh, to get out just by seeing everyone on the social page, the uh, Run, Cl- Run Club social page, and the Facebook page. They all inspire me to do better and to yeah. be better. Even the those who are struggling, it's really inspirational. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's exciting. We'll talk about some of that stuff and and move on. I sound a little bit better than last week. If you listen to my yes, po- to did. the podcast last yes, week, I, I, now I'm still coughing some. I, I've never had a cough as long as I've I've got it this week, but. Mm. It's it's all good, and God's going to take care of all the details right here. Before we get started, let's talk about our sponsor for this week. Our sponsor for this week is Front Runner Athletics. You know, Front Runner's always been a Run for God supporter. Um, it, it is a local running store in the Chattanooga area, but if you don't live here, you can still support Front Runner because you can do it online. Um, you can use the code RFG10. That's Run for God Ten at checkout and you'll get a 10% discount also. So, and here's the thing, you're going to be supporting if you go to frontrunnerathletics.com, you'll be supporting a business that supports not only run for God, but a business that is run on Christian principle. Mm-hmm. And you know that's getting rarer and rarer these days. And so, uh support frontrunnerathletics.com today and um if if you're local, you can shop on Hicks and Pike in Chattanooga. So, go see the folks Chad and the folks at uh front runner they're great people all right we had a run club social or facebook post i think i got this one from facebook last week it comes from linda Knoll, which almost everybody knows who linda Knoll is we've used hers on here before and uh she's just wonderful and i, I like this one it says of course there was a picture with this and it says this picture was taken five years ago when i was training for my first full marathon at the age of 65 Many of you who have signed up for the Marathon Challenge may be asking the same question I asked myself back then. How does one mentally prepare for a challenging goal such as running a full marathon? As I finished week one of my training plan with a seven-mile run, I used a favorite quote from the movie Wonder when Augie says, If you don't like where you are, picture where you want to be. Right then, I was at the seven-mile marker with 19.2 miles left to go. My ultimate goal was to cross that finish line in 17 weeks. 
So, each time I went out to do my long run for the week, I visualized crossing that finish line of 26.2 miles. Visualization is a great tool along with a belief system that says, yes, I can. For the Bible tells me that with God, all things are possible. Wishing all the newcomers to this marathon challenge the best. Linda is such a precious, precious person. You know, we met her many yep. years ago in Missouri at a race uh, that we all went to, and we followed her journey ever since. You know, I'm so encouraged by her endurance and yep. her stamina. I want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I'm right behind her in age. Uh, but she is wonderful. I love her. Yeah, she is. I've never seen this movie, Wonder. Have you ever seen no, it? No, I haven't seen I, it. I don't know what that movie is, but uh, there's a lot of truth in what Augie apparently says in this movie. This visualization thing, what I think is cool about visualization is that everybody uses it. So, you know, I'm a seasoned runner. I've been around. I've been running a lot of miles my whole life. I use visualization before every race. I use visualization. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can use it for the very seasoned runner, but it's really good to use it in this context of I want to cross that marathon finish line and right now i don't see how i'm going to do that so picturing yourself doing that over and over Mm -hmm. again will help it come to fruition for sure um and i don't know uh, about you but i I like the idea of trying to picture what heaven is going to be like right you ever do that i I do i do yes and you can't really do it no but we can't even imagine can we no no but i had a pastor one time and he he painted this picture in his sermon about what it was going to be like to mm-hmm. just be at the feet of Jesus, just worshiping him just nonstop. Yeah. And that picture has never left my head. Uh-huh. And th- that's the picture that I have in my mind. So um, it's funny how something gets planted in your brain yes. at some point and it yes. just, just stays there. So, uh, yeah. So if you're, if, if, if you're in the, the, uh, your new couch to marathon person, it's a great way to motivate yourself and you're in for a great adventure. So you have to do two things if you're just getting started on this journey. Number one, hang on mm-hmm. because it's going to be rough at times, right? So yes. it's it's like a roller coaster ride. You don't you know you want to hang on and make sure you stay in the, in the boat mm-hmm. uh, or on the car. Uh, and then two, you also have to steer a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now if you're going to be doing this, you you're responsible for getting out there and getting some things done. Nobody's going to do it for you. Yes, um, but you can do it and God will help you with it if you're on that boat. And how do we know that? Because we've seen hundreds do exactly. it already. Don't look too far ahead. Yep. Don't don't look there is no way I can do that. But stay in the plan where you are right now because you're building. That's right. That's right. Good uh, good advice. So we had a trivia question for last week and the trivia question for last week was this. Um, whose record did Alan Webb break in 2007 and what sport was founded by that athlete? If you remember, we were talking about the mile run. Alan Webb broke a 26-year-old record at the time uh, in 2007, and he still holds that record today. Uh, and the record he broke was from a guy named Steve Scott. Steve Scott is he was just one of my favorites because he was so gritty, and he always just, you could tell, he just ran hard all the time. Um uh, and Steve Scott, I asked what what was the sport that he founded. He founded a, a sport called speed golf. So uh, we'll talk more about that. But speed golf is, uh, and I don't know how popular that sport. It it never really gained the foothold that I wish it would. And and I, there's probably a lot of 
logistical reasons why it doesn't, but, uh, but very interesting. Um, unfortunately for Steve Scott, he was on the scene at the time of the golden milers. I mean, when Steve Ovet and Cram and Sidney Marie and Eamon Coglin and all of these guys, there were so many guys that were really, really good at that distance at the time. And, um, he was there at that time. So he never won an Olympic medal. Um, but he was so consistent that he holds a record that I don't know that anybody's ever going to break. And his record is he has run, he ran 136 sub four minute miles. Wow. Well, it's just crazy to think about, you know, people work a lifetime trying to break four minutes for the mile one time Mm. and he did it 136 Mm. times. Mm. So his career was almost 20 minutes long. As a matter of fact, he was working on trying to break four minutes for the mile when he turned 40. That was his goal. And um, his career was almost 20 years. Yeah. You said, sorry, 20 minutes. Did I say 20 minutes? <laughs> 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Good wow, heavens. that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. He was diagnosed with cancer. Oh. And, uh, and had to kind of give up on that, that dream. He, he just retired at that yeah. point. And of course, he recovered from that. He's, you know, he's doing well today. Um, and interestingly, he was one of those guys who, when he was in high school, when he first started, he wasn't great. I mean, he was a good runner, but he wasn't great. He was fifth on his cross his cross country team when he was a junior in high school. Wow! And, wow! Uh, yeah, and then the following year, he became the number one runner and got a good bit faster. Um, his parents, his mother was a runner, and so that's kind of where he got the talent from, apparently. But his father was overweight and didn't see any value in exercise at all, mm. and and often commented about how what a waste of time it was Mm. to do that kind of stuff right Um, but fortunately he had a high school coach who was really focused on him and really encouraged him to to stay in the sport and of course it it led to what a a great career his best finish probably ever was the second place finish in the world championships in 1983 Um, and he held that american record for the mile as i said for over 26 years and he's still the second fastest american ever Wow. Um, and he ran that back in the 80s. So. Wow. Um, and, of course, Alan Webb was the guy. Now, here's what's interesting. He attended a small college. So he attended University of California, Irvine. Um, they have a track meet named after him that they have there every year. He won some NCAA championships at the small smaller school, which I love. I love that. But he also coached for a while. He won three national championships while coaching a cross-country team at uh, Cal, State, Cal State San Marcos, oh, wow. which is an NAIA school, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a, a smaller smaller school and then uh it's interesting because alan webb the guy who broke his record is right now coaching at an naia school really yes wow. so wow. really interesting yeah. so he holds this record the speed golf the what speed golf is is it's the idea that you play a round of golf as fast as you can and then there's a combination of number of strokes and how fast you play determines your overall score um, and he holds the record for the fastest round of golf ever played he played a full so yeah, 18 holes of golf he played in 29 minutes and 33 seconds. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's a little over a minute and a half per hole. Now, there's many people who couldn't run the the distance no. around the golf course no. in, in 29 minutes and 33 seconds. As a matter of fact, I think most people couldn't. And he actually played around in golf in that time. So he shot a 95 when he did that that day, wow. um, which is respectable yeah. for uh, yeah. for that. And so, um, yeah, so very interesting. Uh, 
So now, after we're going to take our focus off of Steve Scott, we're going to focus the rest of this podcast on people that are way behind Steve Scott. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so we have a lot of new people joining us on this whole Couch to Marathon journey this year. Anything you want to say to those people? As I touched on just a minute ago, follow the plan. Uh, you can do this. It's such an amazing journey, but it's so important to follow the plan. Don't get ahead. Don't think, well, I'm doing so well. I'm going to skip a couple of weeks of training and go on. And watching those folks cross the finish line for the first time these last two Januaries, yeah. it certainly proved that it is possible. And it was so exciting. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, the looks on faces, oh, wow. the joy, the the crying, the crying, the and, exhaustion. Uh, the, exhaustion. The last finisher this year at the marathon oh, wow. was just so precious. I mean, she, she was out there for eight hours and ten minutes. Yes, and she just her husband was there at the cross the finish line. I yes. think it was her husband, right? Yes, yes, yes. across the finish line, and she just kind of laid in his arms for just A what seemed like forever. Time. Yes, and, uh, it, Shannon was, awesome. was trying to hand her water, and they were trying to give her. It was just you know, but. She was just spent, but she did it. She did. I love that way back, a couple of miles back, and I think y'all mentioned this last week, uh, that, you know, the sweeper encouraged her. Yes. She was done. She was going to quit. And he said, no, you can't do this. You cannot. You'll hate yourself tomorrow. Pick you up. You'll hate yourself tomorrow. Yeah. And she just, you know, uh, (coughs) that that's really what kept her. Yeah. Kept her going. That's so awesome. Yeah. All right. As usual, we're sponsored by J Radio, the world's greatest digital music platform. Check out J Radio. As a Christian runner, you might find it hard to decide what to listen to while you run. If you are looking for positive and Christian music that will help you keep your pace, check out the Radioactive Station on the new J Radio. We'll take care of picking the music so that you can concentrate on your run. Plus, you can count on us to make sure that the music is uplifting and encouraging. Check out JRadio.com or download the app in your app store. All right, we are back with Gay Coker talking about the back of the Packer folks, and I'm excited about that. But before we talk about those, let's let's talk about Thursday nights. Every Thursday night, we have a live session, and it's a great time for you to ask questions and things mm-hmm. if you'd like to ask questions. We, we cover all sorts of things there. Sometimes it's a Bible study, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's very practical. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, running safety mm-hmm. and what, what are some of the things that you need to do to make sure that you're safe out mm-hmm. there while you're running. That's an important topic. Um, and but, but the week before that, we talked, we had a, it was basically a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it could be anything and it's a it's lot good. of fun. It's always good. And uh, if you can't catch it live on Thursday night, which is done at, at nine o'clock on Eastern time, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, you can always catch the replay mm-hmm. on the app, run the Run Club app. So now here's something we need. We need your stories, okay? We need you to share your stories. We've got a couple behind us right now, but we, we, we need some stories. And I know there's so many people out there who just went through this whole Couch to Marathon journey and you haven't shared your story yet. And if that's you, let's get on it, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's get on it. We need to, we need to see those stories. All right. So so what what was your favorite story? of the big beach marathon weekend well we definitely want her story but you know there's so many things that i mean the her when i'm 
who I'm t- about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things that happened that were just so exciting. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that meeting and watching Christy Setzer was my absolute favorite part. We rode down with Mitchell and Holly, Shannon and I did, and I was reading the uh, Run Club social page on our website where everyone was talking about they were on their way or they were uh, there walking on the beach or, you know, just different. We've just gotten packed or we're getting off the airplane. And uh, she posted and she said she'd never been on this site but was about to run her very first marathon uh she had started the 5k challenge with us last january and uh, she did the plan all the way through all distances by herself that's impressive no uh no encouragement from facebook people no because she had chosen not uh not to do that she just that's just what she uh wanted right then she was and on social media fast basically she, right she uh, just, yes she was right. it, you're right she yep. had gotten off of facebook through a fast and yeah. she had just not gotten back on yeah. you're correct and so she was so excited uh just that day to get on the social group and see everyone on their way um she didn't do Facebook, so she wasn't sure about our Run Club social, but she had uh, all the emotions that everyone else had and wanted to thank you and Mitchell uh, and your for your awesome guidance through the year. Uh, and so she said all that in her post that she had started and all that. So I read it uh, to Mitchell and Holly and Shannon on our way down. And what a testimony that post was to uh, the Run for God ministry. Yeah. It was so, um, I mean, it really just brought me to tears yeah. uh, because it was so exciting. Then at the expo, we were set up where everyone came in for packet pickup and this precious young girl comes up to introduce herself to me. And uh, she said her name, Christy Setzer. And I said, oh, oh my goodness, <laughs> you're you're Christy Setzer. And I, Holly, this is Christy Setzer. And look, Debbie and Angie, you know, we were all excited. You know, I just got so excited about yeah. meeting her. And so we talked and talked and I introduced her to Holly and Debbie and Angie right there at the table and what a precious time it was. Then the next morning, I got to see her and her family. Yeah. Uh, she has like five grown sons. There were four of them were there uh, with their spouses and her husband and a friend uh, was with her and her mom. They had all come from Texas and Louisiana uh, to watch her run. She had her so own cheering session. She did. She did. Uh, the, the most precious picture, and I did get that picture, they all prayed together right before she took off. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it was a pit. There was even a grandbaby. One of them had their grand had her grandbaby, uh, and and I even said to her the day before when she was introducing herself and telling me about herself, "There's no way you're a grandmother." She looks like she's in her twenties. You know, <laughs> uh, she's a little cute little thing, and so it's so fun. It was so fun, but you know, that's a picture I'll never forget. Yeah, and that's so cool. many more. Yeah, can can come along and be a Christie Setzer. That's right. Uh, so th- yeah, that's if, what we're excited about. Yeah, if you're thinking you need all this external motivation mm-hmm. and stuff, you you can do these things on yeah, your own. Absolutely. So many people think I've got to have all these people, and and now it sounds like she had her family was behind her and helping her along the way, and mm-hmm. that's a good thing to have. But uh, but you can do an awful lot. On but your she own didn't have to. anybody to run with. Yeah, you know she, she did. did she, she did all those long runs all by mm-hmm. herself. You know? All by herself. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, we didn't have, you know, last year we did the Disney marathon mm-hmm. and we had to get up super early because that one started at like, what is it? it started five or six, five, five, five o'clock. Yeah, yes, it started five. really early. Um, I remember it was barely light mm. when I finished. Mm-hmm. It, 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 mm-hmm. We started in the dark and most yeah. of it was in the dark. And um, this year, though, we got a, a normal start time, so we didn't have exactly. to get up as early. Yes, but there was a lot, bit, a lot of different atmosphere. Obviously, yes. did you like the atmosphere at Disney or this one better? You know, I I love I've always loved Disney, but um, but I haven't uh, I hadn't experienced a race like that. You know, we were up in the stands. Um, Lane and Debbie and I got on a, a tram. To have to go try to see you all in the race, and I remember seeing you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and we uh, uh, we were so nervous. The crowds were so big, trying to get up to the line to see. Uh, we did get to see uh, Landon pass. You know, we wanted yeah. to see him. That was his first marathon. So, you know that uh, it was tough. It was yeah. tough, and then it was forever before you saw the person that finished because there's so many paths they have to take and do and yeah. uh and i'm not trying to discourage i'm just saying it was it was hard to see shannon when at this race we got to stand right there high-fiving everybody coming through yeah uh it was great we we uh it was great to see them they were excited to see us we got to go out to mile six and not only did we get to see y'all come by uh out but we got to see you come back by that was exciting because um we hadn't gotten to do that so we got to see so many there and then to be right there at the finish line getting to see you all getting to see shannon right then uh that that was just a lot but of course he did the half this time he didn't do the full like he did last year so uh but you know this race was perfect i just look at it like that I, i thought so too so you've run a number of half marathons. Yes. And um I have. What's your fastest half marathon time? I just um, want people to get an understanding here. Okay. I've run eight. Uh my uh fastest time is three hours and eighteen minutes. There you go. Um so I have to I, I have a little story about that that involves you. Uh, you know, I, I guess I want to tell this to try to put some perspective into the time frame uh what was your wait first of all the myrtle beach marathon was where i ran that three hours and 18 minutes yes Mm -hmm. it was a flat course it was a beautiful course uh it was my favorite um but i didn't know you at the time but we actually ran the same (laughs) uh time but you won that entire marathon uh now i was only running the half keep in mind uh what was your time that day 239 (laughs) so in two hours and 39 minutes you ran 26.2 miles yeah my fastest half marathon and trust me many of them are slower too was three hours and 18 minutes you know i like to say uh dean by the time I finished my half marathon, Dean had already done his cool down. I uh, was sitting down waiting for awards with his feet propped up uh, with his uh, cold Diet Coke in his hand because he used to drink Diet Coke. He doesn't anymore. But th- that's how I picture that yeah. as 
But, you know, um, I was with a friend of mine at that race who is an ultra runner. Uh, a couple of friends and I went to that race and uh, that I taught with. And uh, she walked into my classroom uh, with a big three dot dot one eight and uh pasted it to my wall because she was so excited uh that i had done that race and uh that i had uh that was my fastest time so yeah i was excited but that's cool but you know what dean i finished it that's right you know i finished that and i loved it yep yep and that's that's the whole point yeah and that's the whole reason i even ask so now what do you think is harder the physical or the mental side of of running no question the mental yeah uh you know we tell ourselves all sorts of things uh that can really bring us down uh we we allow ourselves to uh berate our us ourselves uh so that's why following this plan uh building up the endurance is so essential Yeah, that's good. So for those who have never heard this story before, uh, and I I guess most people haven't, tell everyone, I I remember you telling this story about how you introduced me to some, you were out running one day or running or walking, I can't even remember which. We were running. You were running with some friends of yours. And um, and I I, I was there that day and you kind of, you didn't actually introduce me, but you you told them who I was. And so tell that story. Well, here's the story. Let's get this story correct. Okay. Because I didn't know who you were. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had no idea who you were. Uh, My good friend, Tammy and Kim, who uh, I trained for the very first half with, we trained through the 5K. We started this class together, the very first uh, class that Mitchell taught. And uh, we were running down Cleveland Highway. It's a very very good place for us to be on a sidewalk where we can run side by side and uh it goes by grove level and um the this guy comes running up behind us and goes around us these big old long legs he was like a daggum speed horse and i said who in the world was that now he was just running normally his normal run and we were running yes <clears throat> but um we were our slow selves but we were out there we were doing it uh i said who in the world was that and tammy who lives uh up close to lived up close to where you uh were live she said said oh that's dean thompson he runs all the time and Kim and I both at the same time said, we don't like him. <laughs> I mean, we just couldn't believe what we saw. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. it was funny. Uh, I forgot that was her that described to me to you and not yes. you describing. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah, funny. Because I didn't know who you were. And, yeah. and, of course, I didn't know you at that half marathon we did. You yeah. know, I didn't – you still hadn't come on board here yet. Yeah. So uh, it was it was uh, fun. That was uh, actually, you know what? That's ten years ago, mm-hmm. like right, right about now. Yeah. I mean, it's right at ten years yes. from yes. from right today. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So yeah. So did everybody hear that? I, I know there are people who worry about what others think of them when they're out running and walking. Uh, maybe you think you're too slow. Maybe you think people make fun of you. Um, you just proved it doesn't matter mm. whether you're fast or slow. People make fun of you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so nobody's immune. Mm. So get out there and get it done. All right. Well, we're we're going to let you share your story here. 
and um, it's it's a great, wonderful, tragic, and awesome story. Um, and so, okay, take it away. Well, I'm just going to tell you that I'm going to bear my soul. Uh, you all know who I am by now. I work for this amazing Run for God ministry, and I absolutely love what I do. Uh, I'm involved with the shipping and the packing and the um, answering emails and uh, just what, you know, day to day, whatever needs to be done uh, around the shop. Um, I taught school for 31 years. I retired in June of 2012, and I came to work here in June of 2012. Uh, but we'll get to that just a little bit later. I'm going to share my life with mm. you. Uh, not just my running and walking life, but from the very beginning. I think, uh, you know, when we talked about me doing this podcast, I said, you know, I've I've done my story. You know, Mitchell and Dean said, uh, you said, uh, you know, everybody wants to hear your story. And I said, but I've done my story. And Mitchell said, but not your whole story. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Uh, I think you'll understand just a little bit better of me and where I'm coming from if you know my whole story. Yep. Um, and at least that's my prayer. Uh, you know, I've prayed this morning to just move me out of the way, and I want God to uh, speak through me. Um, I'm the child of a very angry alcoholic. There was, uh, we were very dysfunctional, uh, very dysfunctional family before that word was known. I think um, not my mama. Uh, she she was not. She did not drink, but my it was my daddy, and uh, he was drunk most of the time. So of course, you know, there was anger. Uh, lots of anger in our home most of the time. I can remember going to school many days, uh, Dean, as a young girl uh, in elementary school, thinking if these people only knew what I had to see and hear last night, Mm. uh, they'd understand why I have so much trouble paying attention, learning. I was an average student, you know. um, I I mean, I wasn't failing, but uh, I was just just average. I'm very thankful that Daddy never hurt me or my sister, who uh, actually we were as different as day and night and still are, but we have become best friends. Uh, we were apart for a long, long time, um, but the last 10 years have really come together, and uh, she's moved close, and uh, she takes care of me, and I take care of her when mm. Shannon... Uh, she has helped through a lot of my uh, stuff, but you know, Shannon, Daddy. Shannon's your husband. For, Shannon, for anybody yes. listening, that Shannon doesn't know is that. my husband, and uh, he is very active on the Facebook uh, mm-hmm. pages, uh, social pages. But uh, but he never hurt. Daddy never hurt uh, my sister or me. But he often fought physically with my mama and with my brother. Who would try to protect her? Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother was older, and uh, he would always try to protect protect us. He was about five years older uh, than me, and uh, I was the baby. My sister was in the middle. God, you know, God's always been a part of my life, but my grandmother, my daddy's mother, 
uh, was my biggest Christian influence growing up. You know, mm. she taught us the Bible and what it meant to be saved. She accepted, uh, you know, I accepted Jesus when I was eight. Understood, I understood right from wrong and believing fully in Jesus and the cross. Uh, of course, I did grow away from him, as many young adults do. Uh, but I realized his saving grace just before I married. Mm. Uh, I realized that uh, my my sin had taken over, and I was completely uh, became completely dependent on him. And uh, his grace and mercy had just uh, protection had just been with me all of, all of my life. The summer that uh, Daddy was thirty eight years old, I was twelve. I found him in uh, their bedroom. He had committed suicide. He had shot himself. And I, I knew God was faithful through this tragedy. Um, I'm thankful for his protection. Um, nobody was home but my sister and I. Mm. And so I'm very thankful that, that we were protected. You know, um, I graduated from high school. Uh, I uh, went to college majoring in home ec education, home economics. Uh, it's not called that now. It's family and consumer sciences. But but I loved my high school home ec teacher, and uh, I knew that was what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, so uh, Thanksgiving of my senior year in college, I went home to prepare for finals. That were to be next week. I was going to study and spend the weekend studying at home. The day after Thanksgiving... Uh, my grandmother, remember the one that had been my biggest Christian influence, my daddy's mother, committed suicide as well. Mm. You know, to say that that I understand that my family has mental illness uh, is an understatement because mm. I really do know uh, that that we do and did. I knew God's faithfulness. Uh, thankfully, and I don't ever remember completely turning my back on him through all of that um, because I never, I, I just knew he was always with me. I knew that uh, I never, I know now, I never gave up on his grace, his mercy for me. I know that uh, he always loved me through it all and protected me. Uh, I graduated in the spring of 81 1981 uh i came to dalton uh my first interview and took that job uh loved teaching it was in a middle school taught home ec and uh, i felt like those kids were my mission field yeah. you know i really uh it was in a uh not the best part of uh the county town at the time and i was uh i just i loved those kids um uh, but my mother, who was my very best friend, uh, was uh, – this was probably the hardest loss that I suffered. Even though the others were tragic and it was hard, uh, we found out she had cancer mm-hmm. um, my first year. I mean, just my first couple of months of teaching. And it was terminal. Uh, she was only given a few months to live. She died at four, at 49 years old, mm. and so uh, she was very young, too. And uh, so, you know, I really um, – I was here by myself uh, and was – had to uh, just realize that 
I needed to find a home, uh, a church home. I knew that I needed to find a church home, and uh, and I did, thankfully. So in uh, my first five years of teaching, I met Shannon, my husband. Uh, we had a huge singles group at church at Grove Level, uh, and I was invited to go there, and I I absolutely found a, a family. Uh, had a horrible accident in '85 where my uh, my pelvis was broken mm. in three places, uh, fractured in three places, and uh, I pulled out in front of a car and my had 40 stitches in my head and some eye damage, and so um, it was. That was a tough time, but thankfully my church family took care of me. My sister was in Murfreesboro at the time, and uh, my brother passed away at uh, when he was forty nine. So we just uh, we mm. really he had had cancer as well. So my church family, you know, became my family. But um, Shannon and I married in December of nineteen eighty five, and uh, knew that. We couldn't have children, so we adopted a precious baby girl. Uh, she was a wonderful blessing from God. We know that and and love her, uh, but very tragically, uh, she had many behavioral problems, uh, and nothing that we did, try, uh, nothing we tried, helped. Uh, therapists, counselors, Christian behavioral treatment centers. Um, we we tried everything and we uh raised her uh in our christian home uh and uh did the very best that that we could with her but like sad very sadly she has spent more of her adult life incarcerated uh in jail in prison right now uh than not Hmm. so uh but god heard our hearts when uh about uh, wanting uh, to be able to have children and uh, I got pregnant when our daughter was five and uh, we have a son who loves Jesus and he's brought nothing but pure joy to us uh, certainly a blessing uh, now let's get to the running part of my story <laughs> I'm worn out um, but you know I've dealt with my depression uh, all of my adult life and dealing with our daughter Shannon and I just felt defeated uh, we always feared the worst uh, we've always been active in our church but just didn't know how to have any desire to dig out of the pit of despair uh, so uh, we were, were we were deep but again this has become very popular but God mm-hmm. um you know, I had both of Mitchell's sons in the nursery at church, and uh, I was the nursery director, so I was there at every service, and uh, Mitchell would come in on Wednesday evenings and tell me that we should run, uh, come to the running class that he was going to have uh, coming up in January. This was in uh, late 2009. Uh, I'd just laugh at him. You know, I was extremely <laughs> overweight. I couldn't imagine running anywhere. I, I wasn't even walking. I was uh, struggling to get from my car, literally from my car to my classroom. Mm. It was uh, it was not good. Mm. Um, so uh, 
but Shannon and I talked about it, and we thought, you know, we saw there's a Bible study involved. Uh, we thought maybe that would be good for us. Uh, Mitchell was going to meet on a night that wasn't a Sunday night or a Wednesday night uh, because I had to be in the nursery at those times. Uh, so uh, I knew that we could go, and we decided it would be something that we could do, uh, maybe to get us off the couch and at least into some worship. So here's where I could very easily say that that's the rest of the story. You know, that's the history, uh, or you know the rest, or it's history. But, uh, no, there's a lot, a lot more. Uh, I actually ran when Mitchell would yell to us to run during our 60 minutes of training. Uh, Or at least I ran as much as I could, walked some, Mm -hmm. but um, I was, it. you know, it was just absolutely amazing at the uh, friendships that were made in that first 5k class I began to feel better I never missed a workout uh, I was very embarrassed to run in front of people that's the one thing I think I dreaded more than anything was other people seeing me and my weight uh, trying to run uh, but I began to run uh, with other folks in the class who became, we became very close friends, uh, and we still are today. Mm. Uh, we'd often meet to run at the track or at a park, or I'd just get out and run on my own. Uh, Shannon was always faster than me, so, you know, he would run on, and, uh, you know, that became such a therapy for us i I found a a little bumper sticker that said running is my therapy Mm -hmm. and i I hung it up here at work it's out there now it is absolutely except it has turned into walking we'll get to that in a minute but uh but not only is our marriage stronger and did it become stronger for it uh we can uh, we came closer to God than we'd ever been. Our spiritual walk was stronger, uh, and we were losing weight. Now, I'm not saying that I lost weight overnight mm-hmm. uh, because that didn't happen. In fact, I'm not saying I lost all the weight in that first 5K class, but what was happening was encouraging. It was definitely encouraging for me. Uh, you know, Shannon and I began to copy uh, what Mitchell and Holly uh, would do they'd uh, go out on dates and run uh shannon and i would go out and run we'd take a change of clothes we'd spritz up a little bit uh take some baby wipes and clean off a little bit you know and uh, then we'd go eat that became a very special time very uh special for us it was so much fun uh, we had a whole new uh goal i guess and uh it, it, but like I said, it was just such good therapy for us. I was slow. Um, I am the proverbial turtle. Uh, <laughs> always have been. Um, but, you know, I was doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't stop. Mitchell was the best encourager. I want to say this to any coaches, any Run for God coaches out there. You know, Mitchell used to text all of us that were in the class during the week. He would say, have you got your run in? Uh, what are you doing? He uh, would send us a Bible verse. He would uh, definitely encourage our journey. And that meant so much to us. That really uh, pepped, pepped us up. It was great. Um uh, 
so if you can do that for your class that that's a tremendous help for them i ran my first 5k i was way back in the back Hmm. way back in the back but that's okay you know i still did it um then mitchell after that class was over mitchell decided he wanted to train us for a half marathon (laughs) we told him he was crazy uh but we began to train anyway (laughs) uh now you runners if you've ever trained for a half marathon and you most likely will if you have not uh you will be running heels that's just part of the training why because the heels make you stronger they make you faster they make you uh, build your endurance uh Again, I'll not ever forget that first mountain that Mitchell ever had me run up. Um, Yes, I know, Dean, it was only a hill over here at Edwards Park. But I screamed, I hate you, Mitchell Hollis, (laughs) while he was, come on, gay, you got this, you got to go. And, you know, I made it up many more hills after that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Through that training i ended up losing 40 pounds Wow! Uh, and i felt great now i'm not saying i ate everything i wanted to eat uh, because you learn through this the more endurance you're building you uh want to eat better right. you just want to eat better it uh just makes sense because it makes you feel better mm-hmm. um food is fuel Food is fuel. I was just talking to Shannon the other day. He's feeling better uh, about his running right now. And I I told him, you know, he said he had lost five pounds. And I said, you know, think about that five-pound bag of sugar that you carry. Mm -hmm. You know, you've gotten rid of that five-pound bag of sugar, and it helps. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it helps us if we just uh, can look at labels and cut back and eat better. I have, at this point in time, run over 100 races, different distances, all of them, uh, since that training. Uh, Eight of those, like I said earlier, were half marathons. In 2011, uh, I had my 30 years in teaching, and I could have retired then, but I decided to stay until my son graduated. He was going to graduate in 2014. We were at the same school. but Mitchell asked me if I was going to retire or when I was going to retire. Uh, Holly needed help. I thought, this is great. I knew I'd be working after I retired. I'd need to work somewhere. I thought I'd go to Belks, be a cashier. <laughs> had no idea what God had in store for me. So I decided to go ahead and retire. I came on board with this amazing ministry. And what a blessing. Uh, so why did I quit running? in this time after i had done all this training through the 2000s early 2000s in um 2019 we discovered that i had non-hodgkin's lymphoma we were told it was stage four uh my spleen was spleen was double its regular size uh, which meant that I had to be very careful uh, that it didn't burst. I mean, the doctor was concerned. I was the nursery director, uh, kids running into me. Uh, anything could happen, and they were very concerned about that. So uh, I began chemo, and, of course, it began to shrink, but I still had to be careful. Uh, I stopped everything. 
I, you know, I really literally stopped doing uh, anything. Uh, I can very honestly say that I never lost my faith or my hope. Dean, you can testify to that. You'd uh, mm-hmm. you'd be sitting at your desk. I'd come into work and you say, "Gay, how you doing? I'm fabulous. I'm mm-hmm. great. I'm feeling great." You know, God is uh, certainly faithful, uh, and uh, I I knew that even if He took me, if He needed me, that uh, I was going to be with Him, and that's always been. Uh, my my attitude after six months of treatments everything looked clear you know wow we do serve an amazing god uh he is still in the miracle business i'd always had pain with my extreme bunions in my both feet so i decided that i'd get those taken care of that year uh so i could get back to running Mm -hmm. and not have so much pain uh the left foot was uh done wrong by an inept doctor mm-hmm. uh he is a foot doctor but uh i was so hesitant to have the the right foot done then because of uh, so much trouble i was having with my left foot but i found a tremendous doctor who is the best and the right foot healed before the left foot even mm-hmm. uh but I'd never had any kind of gallbladder issues or anything. And one night, my chest began to tighten. Uh, the pain was uh, unreal, and I I just never had experienced anything like that. And we thought maybe I was having a heart attack. Mm. So Shannon rushed me to the ER. After much testing all night, they discovered that I need um, needed emergency gallbladder surgery. Mm. So... Uh, I, you know, of course, I was like, wait, my feet are healing. I, <laughs> what what now? So here I am healing for stomach to toes. Uh, so Shannon began training for the Disney Marathon. It was uh, that fall before uh, or that that before that year began, uh, 21, mm-hmm. uh, when, when uh, he started with the 5K and went all the way through the program. Uh, he was training for the Disney that very first one we were going to do and i just couldn't do it i i thought i'm gonna try it i'm gonna do it but my feet uh just would not allow me uh 2022 uh my medical issues weren't over an ear nose and throat specialist sent me for an mri because of some hearing issues i was having they wanted to check to make sure there wasn't a tumor um but it was discovered that I had dementia. What? I was 61. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sent to a neurologist, and after looking at my MRI, he said I had frontal temporal dementia. Uh, he told me to go home and get my affairs in order. Mm-hmm. So, again, I... Um, I think that uh, was kind of that. Uh, what, what in the world is happening? What can, how can that be? And I, I know I forget things. I know I do crazy things all the time. Don't we all? Mm-hmm. You know, we all uh, make mistakes. Um, I guess I'll never forget. Uh, I, I sent a wrong shirt, which I've done, or you know, I 
printed wrong things. And Mitchell will always remind me, at least it's not a, you know, it may be a $40, $50 mistake, but at least it's not a $10,000 mistake like some people do in carpet mills, mm-hmm. you know. So think I had, you know, that kind of put things in perspective. It's tough still, uh, but I was sinking down to the lowest that I probably yeah. had ever been. You know, I was only 62. Um, now what? So I started planning my funeral. Um, but God, I decided to get a second opinion. You know, God led me to the best. He ran all kinds of tests on me, blood work, uh, gave me a cognitive test that I aced, by the way. Um, and, you know, again, I knew maybe I, you know, aging, we all get do do things uh that are silly and we think oh my goodness do i have dementia but this doctor said he would never label put a label there is damage yes Mm -hmm. uh we most likely all have damage Mm -hmm. uh but in my brain but um he would have never diagnosed me just by looking at an mri uh that I've had uh, some deep cognitive tests, a lot deeper than that first one. Since that time, uh, I've aced all of them. Mm. So uh, it, it it's just one of those uh, situations that um, I never I, – I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want anybody watching me to see how I was acting, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so now – I am getting back out there. I'm feeling so much better. I've uh, had some uh, hip issues from uh, previous injuries and accidents, Uh, but I did start the 5K training. And and let me say this, I I started it in January with everyone else, or a lot of people that started the 23rd. Uh, I am faithfully doing my workouts. I am not running, but I am walking. Mm -hmm. I'm walking. Uh, when when we're supposed to walk and then that time when we're supposed to run i walk fast i'm really walking fast and i i'm power walking uh i've heard it called but um i'm getting my heart rate up and and i am walking hard uh so now i I guess mitchell when he did this training uh, a couple of years ago and he was walking i think that kind of gave me permission to think oh okay yes we can walk it's Mm -hmm. okay to walk it's getting me back out there it's getting me back in shape Uh, i am building my endurance i'm following the plan um my age is showing itself i know if i don't get out there and keep going that i'll be sitting not able to do anything so it's so so important so you know what else is showing? You said your your age is showing. Your heart is too, right? Thank you. Thank you. And that's uh, you know people grow up in circumstances like this all around us a lot of times, and we don't know it. You know, it, it strikes me. I remember somebody, a, a professor, one time telling me this story about a boy who he goes to school and he's um, he's just, he's a little guy, right? He's just, and he's he's kind of one of those kids people, you know, other kids pick on and that kind of thing. And one day he's walking through the hallway and he's got this big armful of books in it with him, and um, he's go, just going to class. He's kind of a geeky, nerdy kind of guy on top of everything else. 
And one day, this big hulking football player comes walking around the corner and knocks him over. Books go flying everywhere. The kid falls on the ground. He breaks his arm. And this football player dude didn't even stop and say, I'm sorry, nothing. Mm -hmm. He just kept going. And the kid goes to the doctor. He gets his arm in a cast. The kid comes back to school the next day. He's telling everybody what happened about this guy who just ran him over and it broke his arm. And everybody's getting really angry at this football player who did what he did. Mm -hmm. And this whole time, this professor, he does a great job telling the story and building it up. And you kind of get resentful, this, this football player. And then the next day, the football player comes back to school. He had missed a day of school. And he said that uh, he walked up to, this, to that kid and he said, listen, he said, I heard what happened. I didn't realize what had happened because at that moment that that must have happened, I had just found out that my sister was in a car wreck and they thought she might die. Mm. And so I was trying to get to the hospital. Mm. And all of a sudden, your emotions change and you're mm. like, oh, my gosh, mm. we were all so mad at that mm. guy. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, walking around us all the time are people with these things going on that we don't know about. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, we get angry at a store clerk, you know, because something they did or they said or they're not hurrying enough or whatever their issue is. You have no idea mm-hmm. what somebody's going through. Mm-hmm. And I think it's when we hear a story like yours it's man you you lost you lost your father at 38 your mother at 49 your brother at 49 you're 60 how many three 63 now praise god yeah (laughs) that you're here doing this podcast right yes my sister and i have uh mentioned the first one of us that hits 49 and makes it past it where we're going to (laughs) dance on the other one's grave (laughs) Well, you know, how would that, you know, yeah, I don't know, but we yeah. just, we have to laugh about it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we just got to be thankful for the, for the things that we do have. We have to understand that all the people around us mm. have scars mm. and that uh, yes. we, we should, uh, we should treat people kindly. We should, here's what I say. I'm not saying that everybody deserves, everybody deserves to be treated as if they've, you know, cause some people they're just, they're hard to, mm-hmm. you know. Just you need rude. to love everybody for Just, sure. Yeah. But there's some people who are really hard to be extra nice to. Um, but we have to default on the side of being kind to people. Be kind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I pulled up this Psalm 91, 4 through 6. He says, He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. Don't you like to think mm, about God absolutely. as a protector? That that even though all these absolutely. things were going on around you, yeah. you have all these things exploding around mm-hmm. you, and God's just right there, absolutely. kind of keeping his hand over you, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and that goes for so many. You know, you mentioned your father in alcoholism. Um, you know, there's there's other people. There's people who can take a drink and become an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's people who, who can take a drink every day and drink a glass of wine every night, and it's never a deal mm-hmm. for them, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 it's all individualistic. Yeah. Some people are worriers. Mm-hmm. They worry incessantly about everything, and they feel like they have to worry. Yeah. Like, if I don't worry, I don't care. Yeah. That's the way, you know, that's a lot of the way people yes. think, yes. right? Yes. 
But that, the Bible tells us, worry is a sin, right? Worry is a sin. Um, Mm -hmm. Gluttony is another one of those things. You know, um, some of us have a difficult time with excess, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Bible says that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, The God can protect us through any of these things that we have a propensity for. But the main thing is, um, in, in this case, and in your case, you kept pointing back to the fact that you never lost faith in God in all of this. Mm-hmm. As hard as it was at times, mm-hmm. um, you always realized that God was there and he wasn't just casting you to the side. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing about us getting through any of that stuff. Absolutely. John sixteen thirty three says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the, wor- the, in the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's kind of what we're talking about mm-hmm. there, right? Um, you've overcome a lot. Um, and the answer is, in every case, is God. Um, I was watching something the other day, and there was a, this guy was, I guess he was probably, I don't know, in, in his 20s. And he was saying things like, why should we have to work? You know, food should just be free. Places to live should be just be free. And if I don't really want to be ambitious and be rich, then I should should have all of those things provided for me. And I thought, how sad Mm. it is. And that's the way our world looks at things these days, right? Yes. um, we just deserve all of this stuff. And and the truth is we deserve uh, uh, <laughs> a much worse fate. And um, this th- things like this guy on the video and your situation tells us why it's so important that we spread the news of Jesus to everybody. Because mm-hmm. this guy, you had Jesus. That brought you through this to mm-hmm. a good place. Mm-hmm. He's not in a good place. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be resentful and angry and bitter his whole life mm-hmm. if he doesn't find Jesus. And it's why we've got to spread the news out there, right? Yes. <clears throat> and and I thought about this. We have bad obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. The obstacles that you've overcome, bad, those are bad obstacles, right? But we also have good obstacles. Yes. And the whole couch to marathon thing, the fact that you've run all these half marathons, that was a good obstacle. Yeah. Those were good obstacles to overcome. Uh-huh. And yeah. <clears throat> and I think that uh, the thing about obstacles is it's a good idea to choose obstacles, right? To yes. choose those those things that are hard. So why would we think about it any differently when God gives us the opportunity to have an obstacle that's not a good obstacle, right? I know. If we I know. if we could all look at it that way, yes. I think it would make a huge difference. Um, if if we did that, you know, I I created my own obstacle this year with uh, creating this whole Bible in a year thing. It's, oh yes, there's a lot to that, right? It's a lot of work, and yes. it's a it's a it's a. I mean, it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge, but it's. But it's a good obstacle, mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying that obstacle, even and as hard as too. it is. We are too. Oh, <laughs> good, good. Um, <clears throat> First Peter four, twelve through thirteen says, "Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come to you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed." Again, this brings up the point that none of these things that happen to us are a surprise to God, right? All of those things that happen to you, not a surprise to Mm-mm. God. Mm-mm. And um, they surprise us, though. Yes. 
and they really shouldn't, yeah. but they do. Yeah. And um, the verses after these say that uh, we should be happy uh, when people ridicule us for being Christian, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, yes. who's happy when they're ridiculed? Uh, it's Nobody. Not, no. But this is what the Bible tells us, and that's a good suffering. Mm-hmm. When when we're when somebody calls us a Bible thumper, mm-hmm. as long as we didn't earn that moniker in a negative way, um, that's not a bad thing necessarily, right? Uh, <coughs> yeah, we have good trials and bad trials. So why does God choose this hard path for us is a question. What do you think? Why why does what why, why do we have to have hard paths? No, I he doesn't choose the hard paths, first of all, I have right. to say. Yeah. Uh we live in a fallen world. Uh and uh there is sin all around us that we have uh we can choose what we how we are going to accept just like we can choose how we're going to accept those obstacles and, and pain and how we're going to deal with those and uh, but we as Christians you know other people are watching us to see mm-hmm. how are we reacting to what's thrown at us mm-hmm. uh, I, I think about that a lot of times and, and have but but no he didn't he's not choosing it for us we're we're making the choices that's true it's and true. and others are making choices around us that we have no control over. You know what struck me as I'm re- doing the reading through the Bible thing? I'm reading through Leviticus, right? Mm-hmm. And in Leviticus, it's got all these rules and things you, you should do and shouldn't do and, and that kind of thing. And <clears throat> there there's some if – you, if you really dig into those things, you see some practicality in what God is telling us. So, for example, he tells us that it's okay to eat the sacrificed meat on the day it's sacrificed or the next day. But not on the third day, right? Well, think about that from a practical standpoint. They didn't have refrigeration yeah. back then, right? Yeah. So uh, the food, the meat was bad for you to eat mm-hmm. on that third mm-hmm. day, right? Yeah. And so I, I realize this is it's a different thing. But a lot of the, when you look at the the things that God directed us to do back then, there was some practicality in a lot of it, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I, I just a lot of the rules and the guidelines that God lays down for us. The reason He lays them down for us is because it's good for mm-hmm. us. And the faster and better we recognize that, the better off we're yeah. all going to be. Because there's things that God forbids us to do. We don't like it. You know, we want to do that, th- that thing, <clears throat> but it's a sin and it's a problem. And um, God tells us if if we will stop worrying so much and we'll really focus on God and, and get God to take that worry away from us, there's joy mm-hmm. on the other side of that. Yeah. Right? yeah. <clears throat> so another question, why is the speed with which you run or walk not important? And are there times when it is important? Um, you know, I think that all depends on uh, what you're training for, and how uh, you can how you're training, uh, what your uh, body is allowing you. But I, again, I say speed is just not that important. It's the getting out there and doing what mm-hmm. you're doing. Uh, I'm not saying don't try a little harder when the plan says you know to run, uh, but I've not done a lot of speed work yeah well i see a lot of uh here's the thing that i don't get okay and and maybe it's i'm just because of the way that i'm wired mm-hmm. <clears throat> i see athletes that i coach 
who they come to practice and maybe that day calls for running hard, right? And they're there. Mm -hmm. They've made this effort. They've gotten in the car. They've driven to where we are. They've taken all this time to do it. And then when they get there, they just do it halfway. Yeah. And I don't understand that. If you're going to take the time to do it, well, go ahead and put all the effort into it. Yes. And and I think that's what. And I agree. And I think that's what counts with all this is. No, speed doesn't matter. But if you're competing, if you or if you're going to compete, yes, you yeah. do need to try to get faster. Absolutely. But even if you don't want to get faster, still do it with your whole heart. With your whole heart, right? Exactly. Don't because people who don't want to get faster, I get not wanting to get faster. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But don't let your brain talk mm-hmm. you into well, I'm supposed to do four miles, but you know three miles is close yeah. enough. You know, that's the same thing as somebody in that track workout who's a college athlete not giving all they've got. It's it's just settling. Well, and during this 5K plan time right now, uh, if I didn't walk faster or if I didn't go at it a little faster, I wouldn't be if I just stayed at the same. You know, I'm not just out there lollygagging. That's a southern term, by the way. Uh, I'm not just out there lollygagging, even even when. The walking time, even when it's time to walk, you know, I'm walking uh, because I've set a goal. You know, you got to set goals for yourself. And uh, I've set a goal for myself to to do this and do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Last question. So how do you stay focused on God when it seems like the whole world just keeps knocking you around? Uh, Oh, that's, you know, I I think we have to stay in prayer. Mm-hmm. constantly stay in prayer um, and when you're out there when you're not out there when you're at home when you know you just got to keep a conversation going with God mm-hmm. but uh, also I you know our our social page is the greatest motivator mm-hmm. uh, that I've ever had um, you know I had somebody tell me one time when I was first training that I wasn't really running yeah. Uh, I really wasn't running, and that was tough. That 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 was tough for me to hear, because I was running. You know, mm-hmm. I was running uh, and doing the best I could. I think people do try to knock us around. They they are laughing a lot of times, but we can't listen. You know, there's there's uh, evil, the enemy around us. Uh, yeah who doesn't want us to succeed Mm -hmm. because the more we succeed drawing closer to god uh that pushes him further away that's right yeah 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 i think it starts in the morning i think if you get your days started off well you know i started the i'm not only doing the reading through the bible in a year myself Mm -hmm. for for the run club folks but i'm also going through a bible in a year podcast myself good and so i do that every morning good and um it's been it's been a good way to start the day good and uh you know normally uh, there's other I, i do some bible study i do some praying and some other things but um, that that's been kind of a new addition. It's kind of helped make it make it fun. So find ways to to get your day started off well, and I think that that means everything. Now a lot of people will tell you that the days are too hectic. I don't have time for all of that stuff. But I remember this quote from Martin Luther. Martin Luther said, "I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer." You know, the idea that we pray less when things are busy, Martin Luther was like, no, I get up three hours earlier. 
so that I can get, I can spend more mm-hmm. time in prayer because I've, I've got more to do. I need to pray more. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, that just makes so much sense when you say it out loud, mm-hmm. but that's not the way we think it, is it? No, it's not. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it. With the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face, whether you're participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at www.runforgod.com. All right, we're back. We're here with Gay Coker. Um, and she was, as she mentioned, a member of that very first Run for God 5K Challenge class before there even was such a thing as the Run for God 5K yes. Challenge. Yes. Um, so do you, do you like to do stuff? Do you listen to anything when you walk? Or do you, how do you pass that time? Or do you just walk and spend time with God? That's funny. I, um, I do not listen to music. Okay. Uh, I never have. I like hearing the frogs and the cows and the birds. Yeah. Um, we are out in the country. Uh, but even when I'm in the city, I don't. Um, I like to pray. Uh, I do listen to y'all's podcasts. I do listen to the podcasts a lot. Uh, that uh, is a great motivator for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep going and doing yeah. uh, what I'm doing. But prayer is, I think that relationship that we can have during that time is yeah. is important. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So do you like trails or sidewalks, roads? What, what do you, where's your preferred place? I, I love sidewalks. Yeah. Uh, the, the trail is a little tough for yeah. me with my balance. Yeah. Uh, I did, uh, spend a summer falling several times <laughs> a few years ago and uh i so i don't but now the grove level north trail is a great trail yeah I, it's not rough yeah and uh so i do like it but um so i don't get out on trails much i do stay yeah. even <clears throat> so if you could go back and do it all over again would you start running sooner or do you think that starting when you did was cool or what what would you what do you think well you know i i think i probably would knowing what i know now yeah but yeah. Uh, i wouldn't have wanted to miss this amazing journey uh, yeah. with run for god uh you're never too old to start i can say that I was 50 when I started, but uh, we have many who are 60, and that's okay, too. Uh, You know, I've just, I've learned so much. I'm not sure I would have uh, learned so much younger. I think we know so much. I don't know. A A lot of people start out young and do great, of course. Yeah, yeah. But it can be done old, (laughs) older. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Well, um, it's time for Dean's thoughts. That's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. 
And if you're a walker or if you're thinking about becoming a walker, this one is for you. It's called Try Walking. I love to watch a cheetah run. They're so graceful and fast. But not everything is better when it's done faster. Have you ever eaten meat after it's cooked on a smoker? You can't rush that. How about reacting to the crazy things your kids do? (laughs) Yeah, a slower reaction is almost always better. How about driving when there's a police cruiser around the corner with a speed checker? (laughs) Don't you immediately hit the brakes to slow down even when you're going the speed limit? There are definitely things that are better when they're done slower. For many people, walking is better than running. I know that's a crazy thing to hear from the running guy, but it's true. My goal is to be as fast as I can be, but that's not the goal for everyone. And the truth is that I could get the same health benefits if I were to slow down and run at a more comfortable pace. I could even slow down to a walk and maintain most of the benefits I get from my running. If you're not concerned about being faster and you suffer from running-related injuries when you try to run, maybe you should become a walker. Or maybe you just like the peace and tranquility that walking provides. While I think it is good for all of us to challenge ourselves, there are many levels of challenges. For many people, walking provides just enough difficulty and discipline to advance fitness goals. My wife, Debbie, makes sure she gets in at least 10,000 steps every day. It doesn't matter if it takes walking up and down the hallway to do it. She will get her steps in every day. Her lungs won't let her run anymore, so she walks. And walking is better for her than running. Uh, She could do nothing but I'm pretty sure that she would tell you that is not an option. Yes. Maybe you're in that boat. Maybe you want to run, but there's something that makes it nearly impossible to do. I love to see people run, but maybe walking is what you need. And think about this. Have you ever heard the term, you you have to learn to walk before you run? Well, Maybe a year of consistent walking will get your body to a point that it can handle running better than it can today. But I can hear you. Walking is not as good as running. While there are a couple of fitness measurements that are better when you run, at least 80 to 90% of the health benefits you get from running are retained when you slow down and walk. And you're far less likely to be injured. In addition, here's a dirty little truth about walking. You can do it at a pretty high intensity. Many people can get their heart rate up as high as a runner by walking with a purpose. What do I mean by that? I notice that some walkers look like they're out for a stroll through a garden. They're clearly not working as hard as they could be. When you walk, do it like you're trying to get away from someone. Make sure your heart rate is elevated. While you may still be able to hold a conversation while you do it, you should struggle a little to get your breath. Walk like you stole something. (laughs) While you're at it, We can apply the same principle to our Bible study. I can remember reading through the Bible and, at times, forgetting what I just read. Why? Well, I'm so focused on getting fast and getting through the entire Bible that I'm just doing it to check off the day's reading. In that case, I'd be much better off slowing down and soaking in the words on the page. Don't get me wrong. I think there's value in reading the entire Bible, but there is even more value in digging into Scripture deeply. You can only realize the richness of the text when you slow down and contemplate it. In America, we put a high value on going fast. We often seem to believe that volume is more important than quality. You may hear a runner say that she runs 35 miles a week and think that sounds impressive. 
but there are not enough hours in the day to get those miles in unless you run fast enough to get them done. Just like we get more out of our Bible study when we slow down and read the words closely, for many, we will enjoy the activity more if we just slowed down and walked. If you're worried about the stigma of people, if you're worried about the stigma of walking versus running, remember that Jesus didn't worry about what people said about him. If walking is what gets you out the door and makes you enjoy the activity, then do it. Yes, absolutely. That's right, Dean. It's all a matter of perspective, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what are your goals? What do you want to do for many people? The reason why they run is they, they want to just be fitter. They want to be healthier. They want to feel better. And walking will do those things. So, um, yeah, there's just no need to uh, to, to go crazy with mm-hmm. that. So I wanted to read a something. I'll read this, and we'll, we'll finish this up. But um, it, it comes from uh, somebody by na- the name of Flint Clemens um, from a thing called Flintland Blog. Um, I think we read this in the 5K Challenge, but it's just so good. I know there's some that won't go through the 5K Challenge that are listening to this, so I wanted to read this because this describes so many people that we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's called the original was called Hey Fat Girl. I call it Hey Out of Shape Girl. <laughs> hey Out of Shape Girl. Yes, you, the one feigning to not see me when we cross paths on the running track, the one not even wearing sports gear, breathing heavily, you're slow, you breathe hard, and your efforts at moving forward make you cringe. You cling shyly to the farthest corridor, sometimes making larger loops on the gravel ring by the track just so you're not on it. You sweat so much that your hair is all wet. You rarely stay for more than 20 minutes at a time, and you look exhausted when you leave to go home. You never talk to anyone. I've got something I'd like to say to you. You are awesome. If you'd look me in the eye only for an instant, you would notice the reverence and respect I have for you. The adventure you have started is tremendous. It leads to better health, to renewed confidence, and to a brand new kind of freedom. The gifts you will receive from running will far exceed the gigantic effort it takes you to show up here, to face your fears, and to bravely set yourself in motion in front of others. You have already begun your transformation. You no longer accept this physical state of numbness and passivity. You have made a difficult decision, but one that holds so much promise. Every hard breath you take is actually a tad easier than the one before, and every step is ever so slightly lighter. Each push forward leaves the former person you were in your wake creating room for an improved version one who is stronger healthier and forward-looking one who knows that anything is possible you're a hero to me and if you take off the blaring headphones and put your head up for more than a second or two you would notice that the other runners you cross the ones who probably make you feel so inadequate Stare in awe at your determination. They of all people know best where you're coming from. They heard the resolutions of so many others who vowed to pick up running and improve their health starting next week. Yet it is you who runs alongside, who digs from deep inside to find the strength to come here and to come back again. You are a runner and no one can take that from you. 
You are relentlessly moving forward. You are stronger than you even think. And you are about to be amazed by what you can do. One day, very soon, maybe tomorrow, you'll step outside and marvel at your capabilities. You will not believe your own body. You will realize that you can do this. And a new horizon will open up for you. You are a true inspiration. I bow to you. So many, wow. I mean, there's, there's so many people out there who think you mentioned it a little while ago, how you felt like you were this, this big person who was out here. Why am I out here running? And then there are people who look at that and they look down on that. There's, but the people, I can't overemphasize this because I'm one of these people. I'm that person. I'm the person that came running by you on the sidewalk. I'm the person that people look at and they go, oh, he's looking down on me. No absolutely not i look at people who clearly have to work a lot harder than i do that are out there doing it and i think that is so awesome Mm -hmm. that you're out there doing that so if you're one of those people who are intimidated by the 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 fast guy the the fast lady the the one who makes it look like it's easy understand that those people have an appreciation for what you're doing and and don't don't think now are there some out there that might have some bad thoughts there may be mm. i don't know i don't talk to them i can tell you that i have a lot of friends who are like me you know where i hang around with within those circles with people who are, are fast i'm i never hear any of them go well those you know those slow people in the back i don't ever hear that mm-hmm. um, people are not talking about you they're excited that you're out there and they're proud of you and you should be too so Anything you want to say to those people? Well, you know, I was that person. I was embarrassed to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want anyone to see me out there, but I'm so thankful I did it. I endured those negative feelings. I hope, you, I hope you'll always, always keep in mind uh, you're far ahead of that person on the couch. You're bettering yourself, not only for you, but for your family and those who are around you. Uh, you're, you know, Shannon sometimes will say, I think you need to go out for a good walk, you know, or a good mm-hmm. run. Uh, your body is God's temple. He wants us to take care of it. Uh, our number one goal should always be to please God. Taking care of yourself spiritually and physically is pleasing to God. Amen. While you're working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We've partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Dean, Lane, Holly, myself, and others that you hear here on the Run For God podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. Every week, I share a reason why running or walking is so awesome. And this is this week's. Running is freedom. There are no prerequisites. There are no tickets to buy. You can't possibly feel freer than when you're out on the trail or on the sidewalk or wherever you are with that wind in your face, right? It's so primal and it's so awesome because it's it feels freeing. Um, 
And it's, I just love to those quiet days where all you hear are your footsteps and your breath. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So when you're running or walking, we're just like wild animals roaming free. Mm-hmm. That, a great thought? that is a great thought. I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about walking. What do you think about running slowly versus walking? Well, the pounding of even running slowly, <laughs> sometimes physically, uh, bodies don't like it uh especially if you're overweight uh your knees have a hard time handling so i think walking you're keeping that pounding from happening and that works better for some you know people i always felt like uh because of the emphasis of running that maybe walking was less but I'm so thankful that we've got a new emphasis on walking now because there are so many uh, not only who want to walk, but they need to walk, and it's important. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, So why do you you think people feel like walking is not enough? Why do you think people feel like they're less than if they walk? Because uh, running, I think, has had so much emphasis uh, put on it. Uh, But I'll, I'll... never forget these in a race i was doing one time uh these two ladies that they were walking and walking and they passed me and went right on and finished way before i did you know i'm one of those people that can walk as fast as i can run uh i i was so excited the other day i looked at my time walking uh my average pace and i was excited that i've brought that down you know I'm not trying to speed up, of course, but I am. You know, you all want to be able to brag a little bit or think a little bit about, am I getting any faster? And I, of course. And you will. And I will. This is what the CDC says about walking. It says, why walk? Why not? Remember to maintain a safe distance between your family and other active people while walking outside. The physical activity guidelines for Americans recommend that adults get at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity physical activity or an equivalent combination each week. The guidelines also recommend that children and adolescents be active for at least 60 minutes every day. Following these guidelines can contribute to overall health and decrease the risk of chronic diseases such as heart disease, cancer, or diabetes. Walking is a great way to get the physical activity needed to obtain health benefits. Walking does not require any special skills. It also does not require a gym membership or expensive equipment. A single bout of moderate to vigorous physical activity can improve sleep, memory, and the ability to think and learn. It also reduces anxiety symptoms. Mm -hmm. They make it sound pretty good, don't they? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's great. So how about the person who's tried to run, um, but it hasn't worked out, or the person who would be better off walking instead of running? Uh, What do we tell that person? Walk. Get out there. If you have a treadmill, get on the treadmill. If if the weather, you know, if you have to walk around your house, house like you said Debbie does down or, down the hall, uh, it's so good for you, and it'll relieve any pain that you may be having from running. Uh, so stop trying to run if it's painful and walk, but just do it. Here's what I would say: Don't be satisfied with walking. 
be joyful Absolutely. in walking, right? Absolutely. The, the idea is, well, I'm going to settle for. No, 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 no. You're not settling for. Be you, thankful. You be thankful that you can do mm-hmm. that. You can do it and and um, and be joyful about it. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have a trivia question for this week. <clears throat> the trivia question is this: Since we're talking about walking, what is the world record for walking a 5K? Oh, I want I want to know this one. Do you? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it, it's faster than you could imagine. You can wow. walk a 5K. It's pretty wow. pretty crazy. Um, if you know the answer to that, or if you've looked it up and you want to participate, then you can send a uh, the the answer, the correct answer, to dean at runforgod.com. Be the first person to send that in, and you will win twenty dollars off your next order in the Run for God Run Club store. Mm-hmm. So um, get 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 out there and look that up. It's yeah. very interesting. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. All right, I'm going to leave you with a motivational thought of the week like we do every week. And this one comes from St. Francis of Assisi. You remember, he he's also attributed with the one that says, you know, uh, preach the gospel everywhere and when uh, use words when necessary, something, something along those lines. He also said this, it is no use walking anywhere to preach unless our walking is our preaching. Mm. Isn't that good? Yes, that's very good. I love that. Very love good. That. So there's just one more reason to be a walker, right? Yes. Um, we don't call our relationship with God the the run with Christ. We call it our walk with Christ, mm, right? Absolutely. So uh, be be uh, be happy with that. Go for a walk. It's biblical. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, th- Gay, thanks for sharing your time and your story. Well, thank I you. know there are people out there who have been through some tough times, too, mm-hmm. that are going to look at that and go, you know, Gay did it. I can do it, too. Absolutely. Thank you, Dean, for these amazing podcasts uh, that you do for us each week. And thank you for having me. It's been a good day. All right. Now, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Great job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.